This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's up, guys? Working class on DeerCast. We're in here very late season. Well, I don't know, very late. Pretty late if you still have an open tag. Uh, the second to last DeerCast episode. If you skipped all the other episodes we talked about, the series is ending at the end of the year, and then DeerCast is becoming a partner of WCB, and we're going to try to give you double the content there. So bringing her in for, to the finish line, damn near. Mr. Shad is back. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Good. I miss you. Yeah, I know. I need to get over to the studio. Um, I, you'd think I'd be over there living this retired life, but you know, I've been busy. I've been traveling, been running races, been been uh, doing a lot of things. So you know, being a grandfather, you know. So no, very all fair, all very fair. Um, dude, you're welcome anytime. You know, you can just bounce over here and stay for a night and hang out if you want anytime. Yeah, so, yeah. That's how yeah, I, I had. I had plans on trying to come over there and and chasing an Illinois buck for a moment but it seemed like things just kept getting in the way of uh of that so you know no, that's it's how easy it too when you've already like had a great season and stuff you know what i mean yeah. it's easy to not be like ah i gotta go yeah, i don't know you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean you know i i don't like to pass up opportunities to to hang out with the grandkids and and you know my my youngest son it's his senior year in high school and I don't want to miss out things. He's, you know, there's some things he's never going to do again. And yeah, it yeah. was part of the decisions and uh, that I've made, you know, leaving my past, my, my former career and stuff like that was to be able to have that time to go do those things. So mm -hmm. you know, deer hunting is, uh, I love deer hunting and I, I still want to come travel to Illinois and, and try to, you know, chase those one fifties that are around every tree. Every uh, tree. Yeah. <laughs> but it just didn't, it wasn't really in the cards this year. So that's cool. That's how it goes sometimes. Hey. Next year, I, you know what I think, because we do our like our hunting camp now, like middle of the map hunting camp. So like Rachel and Andy come in, and then Devin yeah. comes in. Or this year, what I want to do 
is playing like start tra- start traditions. We kind of already like are organically developing some traditions, like our white Russian thing is kind of like a camp thing we do here. Um, and then I want to do like a few like planned nights of different types of hunting camp. Just have anybody that wants to come hang out can come hang out type of thing. So for sure, um, yeah, the studio so yeah. is nice for that. Yeah, and it's going to be even better if our edition gets done by then, which we're uh, <laughs> it's slowly getting worked on. But you know, there'll be there'll be more more to uh, explore and more opportunity come available once that gets uh, done. Yeah, it's tough. That's yeah. uh you got to just come see the updates. We haven't really updated anybody on like what exactly is going on over there, like as far as like listeners or video content. But we're we're gonna get to it. But it'll be way cooler next year when you come to hunting camp. I'll I'll just say that for but, sure. Dude, you had a good season. Uh, people know you through our community um, as like the trad guy. Mm-hmm. You're like the gateway trad guy for WCB. I, I'm the marijuana of, of, yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are. You're like the bridge because at our bow shoots, you're the one there like encouraging people to shoot the one of many traditional bows you bring along. We've talked about this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. so just kind of giving a reintroduction. Shad is the marijuana of trad hunting for the wcb community the gateway drug the gateway um and you're just a positive dude and you're fun to talk to so thanks man that's all we really that's really the introduction right there i mean you, you love hunting you're passionate about a lot of things and uh you've had a good season yeah yeah it's uh you know i was really looking forward to being able to like i to just go chase deer wherever i wanted to in indiana and you know my fourth sit of the year um I already filled my buck tag. I killed a doe my first night out. Uh, my fourth set, I killed the buck that I was after, um, which was, you know, a pretty pretty strange thing. I, I I stopped chasing a really really big buck whenever this crazy old three pointer showed up, which yeah. doesn't seem like when you're talking about a three pointer, but I mean this was a big old deer, and and uh, when he showed up, and I was able to pattern him pretty quickly, you know. Um, my first night I sat with him or sat for him, I, I shot him at 12 yards on the ground. And it was, so I didn't cool. think that was going to happen. Right. Like it doesn't usually happen that way, but no. it's just, and so, yeah, then I was just left with like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't, I can't chase does on public land in Indiana. You can't shoot bonus deer, bonus oh. deer on public land in Indiana. Um, so I was very limited to how I could hunt. Um, Good problems, man. Cause I know yeah. a lot of guys kind of lean to that, like, ah, you know, I don't want my season to be over too early, but when it happens that way, like I've said many times, you have to take it. Oh, dude, it was, I did, I wasn't even going to go hunting that night. Um, it was, uh, I, the second week of October, um, I'm always in Northern Indiana for the Indiana trail, 100 mile race. And, uh, I almost broke my foot at that race this year. Um, it was a really, really crappy conditions and i was running with one of my best friends from texas it was his first uh first stab at the 100 mile foot race distance and um it it went really sideways for both of us and uh how many people uh, finish how many people sign up for that race uh usually around 250 somewhere in that area yeah per yeah that's just that's you know just one of them how many what what percentage of people finish a 100 mile race Oh, it depends on the conditions, man. Like that one, this year was rough for that race because it, it started raining at the beginning of the race and it never stopped. The temperatures were right above freezing at the beginning of the race and just plummeted throughout the whole time. So it was, it was, it was gnarly. I mean, 
I would say, I don't know. I didn't look at the finish statistics of that race, but I'm guessing under 50%. Yeah. Still, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, but it's, I mean, it's a good, it's a fun way to live. (laughs) It's it's an interesting way. So yeah. So like, you know, two days before I killed that buck that I, that I called Trey, um, I, but I damn near broke my foot and I didn't really want to go hunting. My foot was super swollen and bruised and, and, my son chase was like hey you want to go out in the woods he was off work um and i was like i wasn't really planning on it i was like are you wanting to go out because he was he hadn't even thought about hunting yet mm-hmm. like, i just kind of want to go sit i'm like all right well he'd help me sit. he'd help me put this blind up and and get it brushed in and it's right off the corner of a food plot and he helped me do all this work for this for this buck and uh He's like, I just kind of want to go sit. And I was like, all right, well, the wind's right. I'll just go sit there on that blind off the food plot. I was like, my foot's not really into like trying to hunt out of a saddle tonight or climb up in one of my stands. Like it was just easy to walk into. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I had him sitting by, um, you know, like most people in the Midwest, we had a big drought. I had him sitting by a pond that still had water. And I was just like, just hang out here and see if something comes by, you know, just, you know, be some eyes for me. He's like, all right, cool. And, uh, yeah, you know, an hour and a half before dark, here here he comes and I shoot him at twelve yards. And I text Chase. I was like, I just shot Trey. He goes, I heard. Like, I mean, he was only like a hundred yards away, but he heard the the crash afterwards. I mean, he only ran sixty yards. And, and that's awesome. Up. Now, was, was so, that a traditional buck? No, no. I still I'm still having a hard time shooting my traditional bows uh, with my hand. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can shoot some lightweight traditional bows pretty good, but I'm not comfortable with that poundage of trying to hunt a deer. I mean, it's legal. I'm still over 35 pounds, but in my head, I just don't, yeah. you know, I, know I, just don't, I don't like it. Um, so, you know, I'm still, I'm shooting a low weight, a low poundage compound, um, shooting 52 pounds. Um, so it's, uh, I can shoot that comfortably and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really, it's been really good last year i forced bow hunting you know very soon after my surgery and i shouldn't have i shouldn't have done it and i probably i probably set back my recovery a few months because of that mm-hmm. um but yeah everything was going good to shoot at least shoot a compound this year so cool um yeah it it was in traditional traditional range for yeah, sure yeah. but no it it was it was not um so yeah i mean fourth sit out two deer in the freezer and I, uh, pretty good. I was feeling pretty good about things. I got yeah. to be picky about when I could, wanted to go hunting after that, you know? Yeah. You yeah. got, you got to take that, dude. You got to, when that happens, you got to take it. Cause you, you know, we all, if you've been hunting long enough, we've all been through those bow seasons where you're like, you, it's like, it's the end of season and you've been hustling and mentally you're like, like Charlie from it's so sunny in Philadelphia when he's like mapping everything out. You're like, yeah. you're kind of like frantic in a good way. Like we do it to ourselves. It's we have enjoy it. It's fun, but um, we've all been there. You get discouraged and you start getting in your own head. Like what's going on. So when you get a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't, I was not upset about it. What whatsoever. Um, it's been a long time since I've targeted a specific deer and like, that was my focus. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the odd guy of, of the team WCB that doesn't target deer over antler size. It's just the weird things that makes me feel on the inside. Like, you know, sometimes it's a wonky small deer and sometimes it's a bigger deer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I was after a very, a very big deer earlier in the year until he showed up. And I, I mean, I don't even know what 
this three point would measure, but he was, he probably had on his left side, the one big spike that came out was probably 15, 16 inches long. See, it's awesome. And just a big fork on just a big old deer, man. He was just yeah, on the yeah. downhill. I do love that though. Cause in our group chat, everybody knows you're that guy. So yeah. any deer that's like really weird or just got something <laughs> strange going on, everyone sends it in the group and tags you. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can I don't remember who it was, but when I posted pictures of the deer after I killed it, somebody goes, "If that's not the perfect shad buck, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just a big old three pointer." That's awesome. Um, I mean, dude, they're cool. And it's, oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, you lay it out there so honestly. It's like I, they're the deer I find cool. Yeah, for no, sure. How can anybody argue with it? I mean, yeah, and it's um, and I did, you know, I was I was wanting to shoot a hundred and. 50 inch class deer this year that was what my goal was right until this deer showed up and then that one went all out the window it's like i don't care and and so then i was just like i wanted my son to kill it and i had him patterned man and every day that i could like get him we had him one time he walked by at 25 yards one time and chase it was right before dark same blind i killed my deer out of i'm sitting there with my son mm -hmm. and uh i mean he's a grown man and i asked him I was like do you want me to hang out with you do you want me to go somewhere it's like no hang out with me that's cool I, I'm stoked about it, right? Like, cause I know those, he's about to be a dad in, in, you know, about six weeks. So like those times for him and I are about that window of opportunity is probably close to done. Yeah. Uh, for a while. Unless and, you go out of your way to like make it. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So to, to be out there and, and to have that original target deer come, come by at 25 and he just, he couldn't, he wouldn't stop you know oh yeah that sucks but but yeah it was it was beautiful and you know chase was stoked about it and it was a good good hunt that evening and and uh i've seen him one last time i haven't I, i've seen him one last time in person that was on thanksgiving night and he was uh i wanted chase to go out with me and he you know he had family things going on and he's mm -hmm. his stepdad and, um and he couldn't he couldn't break free and man i had him at 45 yards during general fire season just wasn't chasing a doe just following her just yeah, following her to these creek bottoms and i was just that deer had no idea that i was there and the whole time I'm just going god i wish chase was here <laughs> you know so, is this deer still alive as far as i know yeah i haven't heard of anybody killing him yet so maybe he'll be like a 160 70s buck and it's just meant to be and you'll kill him on the ground with like a recurve yeah you never know you, ne cool. you never know you okay, if this year makes it, we know about it. I'm gonna hold you to make that your target buck next year. Oh, if he makes it, I can promise you he'll be okay. Well, I, I can say I say I promise you, and then like you know, uh, Booner Spike will show no, up. No, 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 no. We need to stick to this deer. Now there's history. Now For there's sure. history, right? For sure. Then we podcasted about it right now. So then now you gotta let the Booner Spikes see what happens to them, and this is your guy. What's his name? Do you have any name this deer? Mm -mm, I haven't. Nope. What do we name yeah. him? We got to name him right know. now. I, man, I, I have no idea. I come up with wonky names. I mean, the only reason I thought of Trey, it wasn't even because he had three points. Is like I literally just watched the original Boys in the Hood movie. Not too long. <laughs> so that was like stuck in my head. I was just like, oh, Trey. That's all right. It, it worked. How about so, we call him, uh, we'll call him N.A. N.A. There you go. That works. I don't know. That works as well. Yeah. I mean, NA works. It fits me. So yeah, we'll call it that. NA, NA buck. Um, dude, another thing, part of the reason why I wanted to chit chat with you a little bit. Um, I've like in my head, I've began, I don't know where I'm at with this. I won't say to say too much because I don't know. I'm back and forth still. 
I'm starting to think more about traditional hunting, mm-hmm. but I don't, uh, I don't know yet. I mean, not that I'm like, ah, I, I just, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it. For sure. For sure. So, and for me, I, I just, I like, I like compound hunting. I like shooting elite bows, yeah, but yeah. like if I set a goal to get in, to kill like a deer with traditional equipment, then I, I just have to be fully committed. So I'm still him hawing in my head, but it doesn't mean I don't want to get a, I do want to get a bow and start playing. And you and Scotty have been kind of, uh, mildly shaman ish vibes, <laughs> like what direction to go, what kind of bow to look for, what brands to look at. Cause I want to get my own bow. Yeah. Like in kind of like, uh, form a relationship with one. Yeah. And, and there's a, I mean, there's a lot of great boy bowyers out there and, um, you know, just the bows that I like or the bows that Scotty likes or even Austin, you know, his, his, his bow that he loves, like you might, it might not fit you because it's, yeah. it's not a mass produced thing. And when you were talking about somebody using hand tools to build stuff, you're just not going to get that repetitive feel that you would, yeah. you know, um, so much. In fact, I've gotten to where, like, if I'm say I'm at a traditional shoot and I go take a, I go try somebody's bow out off the rack. Right. And I go shoot it and I shoot that bow good. I don't even care what it looks like. If I can shoot that bow good, I know the the chances of them replicating exactly how that bow shoots for me is pretty slim. Yeah. So like, I'd rather buy that particular bow, even if I don't even like it. Right. Like, I like say the woods or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's ugly. Just unappealing. Yeah. 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 I mean, because I've had some very beautiful bows that you know, as I heard on a show, you couldn't hit a a, a mule in the butt with a banjo. Mm-hmm. with that bow like they just but they're beautiful but yeah. they sucked for me um, i hear you yeah so but yeah it's 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 there's a there's a lot you have to shoot a lot of bows man there's a lot of test driving to go and you'll when you find the one like you'll find one that just like fits your hand and fit and everything about it just and you know i might pick it up and go i hate this damn thing but <laughs> you shoot it lights out right yeah it's just how how those go so i'll tell you i shot Jared Scheffler's longbows at the Harrisburg show cup because mm-hmm. where we were at, we weren't far from like right where the everybody would shoot bows. And every day at the end of the show, Jared would our booth is right there. So Jared would stop in and like drop some arrows and another bow off. And then he'd walk 30 feet from our booth and sit there and just sling arrows like right at the last like few minutes of the show. And he'd shoot for a yeah. little bit after. So I was over there and uh he let me shoot him. And I loved whatever bow it was as long bow i don't know what brand or what but i loved it it just yes. felt good i'm like i need to know who this is and <laughs> but scotty knows and he said the guy doesn't make them anymore but i don't know if that's i right. mean that's possible there's a lot of people who i mean there's not a lot of money in that industry when you're talking about being a professional bow you're you're, you're literally trying to sell the same idea as a new person to the same 10 people, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty much, it's, it's a growing community, but it's still not, it's not mainstream. It's not large. And yeah, yeah. Um, when you're talking about, you know, throwing 800 to $2,000 into something that's handmade, you know, like there's a lot of, a lot of cats, especially old traditional guys. I mean, there's a lot, the younger crowd is, is a little more apt to spend money, but the older guys are just like, I've, this bow works fine. I don't need yeah. to buy another one. So it's, it's, it's really hard to make a solo living at that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I can so. see that for sure. 
But, you know, I'll, I'll have to just call Jared and be like, yo, what's the deal? Yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, too, that guy can make another bow and I not be into it. But like Jared's bow that he had, I liked a lot. Like, yeah, I, I just remember being like shocked at how nice it was. Yeah, I remember seeing, uh, I don't know if it was Instagram video, something from that shoot where Jared's back there, like putting together grizzly stick arrows, like he's building them behind the booth and then shooting yep. them and stuff. Yeah, same so, spot. Yeah, he's like putting yeah. arrows together and he's, yeah, he, the dude's a, a wild man when it comes to like his traditional setups and stuff like that. And he, he almost like starts to lose me when he gets talking about it. Like he's hard, uh, lose me as in it's, he's just hard to keep up with. Cause he's yeah. so passionate about it. You can see he doesn't know what he wants to tell you about next. Cause he's so <laughs> into it, you know, uh, which is motivating to see, but I like Scotty was funny story about Scotty. Scotty shot a really great buck this year with his uh, recurve yeah. recurve or longbow. I don't know, but um, is, is with his recurve recurve. So he yeah. brings it in. They, they rough measured it at like him and his buddy. Like it was something stupid, like one eleven, and he brings it in. I'm like, 111 i was like that deer's way bigger than 111 inches goes, you think so i'm like yeah let me measure it uh and then i think we got 130 and some change i'm like yeah because he was kind of like uh you know not that like the number like made it for him but 111 i think he's kind of like man i really thought this deer was bigger like do i not know how to judge deer and i'm like yeah, that deer's <laughs> way bigger than that so he's, he was 130 inch buck with traditional equipment i'm like that's a major accomplishment to me the way i oh, look yeah at and, and like so the bow that he killed that with I, I he was at the compton's traditional bow shoot with with tubby and i and uh it was a sock trail mike roberts is the bow you're from there and and when he picked that bow up and we went and that's the cool thing about this shoot is like you can literally take a bow off the rack and you can go shoot a course with it like most oh. of the bows, oh yeah go ahead and go take it like if they know you or whatever like yeah just take it bring it back and and scotty's shooting that bow and he just lights out with it and he just looks at me he's like you're going to have to take me to an ATM because I'm buying this bow. <laughs> like, oh, so that's, that's how he got that bow. I didn't know that whole backstory. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, he was just like, he couldn't miss with it. And I was like, you're going to kill a deer with that bow. Like he, I mean, this was just like off the shelf, you know, Mike kind of adjusted the brace height a little bit. Scotty shooting his arrows from a different bow, you know, nothing was even tuned for this bow yet. And he's just like drilling things. Really? Like, I was like, you, you need to buy that, that bow. Don't have Mike build you a bow. Just make, buy that bow. <laughs> yeah. That so. see, I didn't know all that. So like you how do you adjust a brace height on that? It's just twisting the string. That's it. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. You, you twist it one way. It's going to make the brace height longer because it's shorten the string up. You untwist the string. It's going to make the brace height shorter. So, so how do you keep the twist in it? Like when you unstring the bow, you just hold it with your hand. So you're like, cause it's that you can see the twist direction on the string. So when you unstring it, you'll take it off the bow limb. And you, what I do is I just take like that top loop and I'll put a 90, like I'll bend it. So it's just, it's wax string. So like it'll hold and I'll just like count my twist and I just hold it there and restring it and put it back on there. So hmm. cool. That's all I, I do. Yeah. I, the more, I don't know what, so Austin kind of, Austin's good at talking me into shit. <laughs> um, you know, he's the Lord. You know, I talked him into it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, like so, I sell death, man. Yeah. Right. So I can't remember. We were sitting there talking and he's like, man, I think, he, oh, every time I told him about a buck story, he's like, dude, you're in like traditional range mm -hmm. on all these things. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you need to be thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. That, 
when him and I first started talking about it, like I asked him, cause this was like when I first met you guys at that very first shoot where we're at the pond or whoever's property that was. At. Yeah. 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 And, and I brought a couple bows there, you know, e once again, easy to pick out of a lineup because I'm the only guy there with traditional bows mm -hmm. and, uh, Austin's talking to me about stuff. And, and I asked him, I was like, well, on your bow kills, cause I don't know who Austin is at this time. I didn't, I have no idea. Like, how many big deer he's killed or anything. I was like, yeah, on average, what do you think your average shot is with a bow? And he's like 18 yards. I'm like, you're there. You've already got the hard part done. Like if you can get close to deer, you've already got that part figured out. It's, it's when you have someone who doesn't know how to get inside a 30 and then they're trying to shoot a traditional bow. Cause I mean, now you've got to understand that 30 yards is far. Yeah. When you're, when you're changing that equipment and you got to be very okay with letting a really big deer walk at 34 yards in the open <laughs> yeah, and yeah. not trying to fling a shot. I mean, you got to be okay with this stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And, but it's, it's not as hard to get close to big deer as people think it just takes time. But if you have that woodsmanship, then you're, you're already beat half the problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And shooting is fun. Practicing is fun. Like, yeah, that that's, it is enjoyable. Um, and, and you know, traditional or compound, let me throw something at you and I don't know how I'm going to word it yet. I'm going to word it on the fly and it might not make sense, but there could be some, some hot takes in here. Um, because you, you dabble in both territories of, you know, the compound guys and the trad guys, you're the, mm -hmm. like you said, you're like, you're the bridge for a lot of that. Um, man, I don't know if I had this conversation on a podcast or if I had it just like with might have been Jacob from Victory Drive we were talking about it because he he started hunting traditional yeah. as well. And I feel like my perception, I'm so I'm not talking about the guys who are killing every year with traditional equipment. Like they're kind of out of this, but hopefully they see what I'm saying and don't find this offensive. I feel like a lot of those people get I'm trying, I'm trying to word this carefully. There's a lot of people who are more about equipment when it comes to the hunting realm and their passion and their interest is locked into the equipment and only the equipment. And it's kind of, it kind of goes the same with uh, the mobile hunting community that just, they worry more about modding their equipment and nerding out on different stuff and learning how to braid stuff where they almost ignore the fact that to be successful with whatever equipment you're using, you have to know how to kill deer first. And then I feel like my perspective of some of the trad community or really any community at this point, that's more worried about the equipment. They kind of skip the main part of it. And then they just become more obsessed with their gear and then never kill deer. Cause they didn't learn how to kill deer before getting into their equipment. Like you said, getting close to deer would be the number one factor for yeah. kind of handing your yourself, handicapping yourself with trad equipment. But I feel like more people just got into the equipment and then never learned the getting close part. For sure. I mean, I think right now it might be wrong. Probably is. No, I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if, if, if you take, if you take somebody who doesn't know how to bow hunt and you give them a traditional bow at first and they have, or not about just say they'll have zero woodsmanship skills at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a lot harder for that person to be successful with that weapon depending on your terms of what successful means. Um, yeah. And with today, it is really easy to like 
go overboard on equipment and to, and, and, and to think that like, you know, you can nerd out on traditional gear just like you can on compounds or like anything. Like, 100%. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's Any avenue. just, yeah, just shooting styles alone. Yeah. You can just take just shooting styles and there's like, it'll overload your mind with information, right? Cause like this guy shoots this specific way. And if you don't this way, then you're doing it wrong or, or whatever. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's possible to, to be that. I mean, I don't know if that answers what you're saying or anything, but I get what you're yeah. trying to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it'd be really easy to obsess over gear and, and not have the woodsmanship regardless yeah. of the equipment. I guess it's kind of a blanket point. Cause you could mm -hmm. like, and I don't know, I might be getting lost. Like in my head, I, I, it makes sense, but it's probably hard to just explain it. Like, you know, I could say I want to get in a dirt bike race and somebody gives me the baddest dirt bike and I nerd out and what accessories I need to customize it to make it faster to go faster. In a race. But I don't know how to race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. everyone's going to stomp me out. I'm never going to like win a race until I get enough experience and have enough time. Like, you know, there's the equipment and then there's learning how I actually do it and using the equipment for the application. But yeah, that goes with anything really. But you know, like you see the, the comments like, Oh, well the, there's the crossbow haters. Then there's the compound guys and compounds are pretty much vertical crossbows now and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't know. It's, you can get lost in that, but, uh, Oh yeah. I that's, just, that's just too much of anybody worrying about what the hell other people are doing. Well, that's true. But yeah. And then it goes into like, well, yeah, if you want to get real primal, you, you know, like we have a podcast coming down the line here. We have a guy going to ran on like flinting your own heads mm -hmm. and doing all this stuff. But that's all fine. But if you don't know how to like do the thing, yeah, it, you know, in this case, killing a deer or a buck within 20 yards, you might as well just go out with nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's th there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot, there's a lot there. Um, and like I said, I, I, you know, I think that sometimes with this technology, when I'm, you know, you, what you and I are doing, we're having a podcast right now and we're four hours apart from each other. Right. Yeah. So you take, you take the technology aspect of things and, and where it, it gives uh, everybody a voice, regardless of what that voice is. And, and the ability to um, not get punched in the mouth for things that they say, yeah. uh, <laughs> you yes. know, it, it, it turns a lot of people sour. Um, but that's also why I'm unapologetic for my style and the way that I hunt. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't care if someone tries to belittle me because I shot a year and a half old deer. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I, I will not apologize for it. I do not yeah. care. Cause yeah. that, that deer is, but that whatever goes down there is between me and that animal, right? Like, did I hunt it ethically? Did I, did I, you know, put a quick clean kill on it? Did I practice? Did I do everything I could to ensure that that animal's final moments were done with respect and cleanly and as fast as possible? Like, that's the stuff I worry about. I could, I don't care if somebody doesn't like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I'm also an old punk rock kid. I'm an old punk rock kid. <laughs> I'm a grandfather, so I'm an old punk rock kid. So yeah, like, yeah. going against the social norms has always been kind of my my thing. So it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's entertaining. It, it, it's, it has its moments. <laughs> no, I respect that, man. Like, I definitely have less respect for it. You know, I guess the, the opposite example would be like, not the biggest in the woods. Oh, dude, I hate that. 
Yeah. I hate apologizing before you even start. You're apologizing. Yeah. See that I don't, that's hard to respect. Yeah. You you know what? It's just a respectful trait. You know, in our case, hunting and character is just have a spine about what you're doing. You know, you can stand on that. Like, yeah, I'm proud of this deer. Yeah. But we all have a choice, right? Like we have a choice. None of us have to shoot an animal. Like the chances of any of us starving if we don't shoot an animal are pretty slim right now. Things may change 10 years from now. Who knows, right? Like you don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, uh, the guy who showed me how to do this was a product of of the depression, my gramps. And he, if, if he could eat it, he was killing it because that meant a different thing than it did to me, right? I didn't grow up in that world. Um, So... So if I'm shooting something, it's meaning something. It means something. And I'm not going to apologize for that because I have a choice. Mm -hmm. None of us have to pull the trigger. None of us have to drop the string. And I think that we lose that somewhere in in this. And and that apology stuff in the start, man, you're just taken away from the life that you took. Mm -hmm. Because that, you know, I care about the, just like you, I care about the animals. Like I, I, it sounds weird for someone who kills animals to say they care about them, but it's why I don't like eat beef, right? Like I, I, there's no connection there. Like I don't like what goes on in the slaughterhouse and, and, and the deer have a chance. They have a chance. They have the upper hand all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand that whenever I take that animal, that for me, that's a gift. And I want to respect that. And, and it's why I don't waste and I don't, and I won't apologize because that animal I don't know how this is going to sound, but that animal deserves better than an apology to Mm -hmm. people who aren't involved. You can apologize to the animal when you're having your moment with them. You can have that thing. Yeah. But don't apologize to the general masses because they don't understand what you did. 100%. Yeah. I think you worded that very well. Yeah. It's one of them things, man. It's like, you know, like if if it comes down, but that's something I think too, gets lost and like trying to kill a big deer. People like, oh, it's just head hunting. It's like, well, No, it's not. I I see the point. It's it's an uneducated statement. It's an ignorant Mm -hmm. statement to make because I don't really get it. Like, I shoot a doe as fast as I can every season to refill the freezer, refresh the feed. Because, dude, if I can avoid beef at home at all costs, yeah, do we avoid it? You know, I don't. Especially now, I don't want to spend money on (laughs) ground beef. You know, so uh, we shoot deer. And then what I do is um, I enjoy hunting. I enjoy the game of figuring out deer. So I try to shoot the biggest one that I can find. Yeah. And uh, and that whole, that part's fun. You know what I yeah. mean? But uh, some people don't want to do that. They just want to kill deer and that's fine too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but it's not up for others to decide what, what you do. It just yeah, like, a, you know what I mean? Yeah. It like, kind of goes like both ways too, for like people who say like, uh, you know, quote a big deer killer would say to somebody who just shoots small bucks or wants to, it's, there's almost the opposite too, where mm-hmm. there's like a, an upward hate to the big buck killer type thing or downward yeah. hate, whatever you want to. Yeah. It. I mean, my, in, in my reasoning, like I was saying in the beginning of the episode, like I want to shoot, I've never killed a 150 inch deer, right? I've never, I've passed up a lot of them. I've passed up two booners because the shots weren't right. Mm-hmm. I passed up a booner with a longbow at, under 15 yards because the shot wasn't right um but i've never killed a 150 inch deer and so for me 
I want a challenge and I might not have that. Like I might not have a 150 inch deer to chase, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have a whole lot of, I've got public land. I've got some small parcels of private, but you know how it goes. Sometimes you just don't have a big deer. Yeah. And you can only um, do what you can at that point. You yeah. Know, so. And and if that's, if that's the case, and that's where I was at this year, if, if things, if they, I wasn't going to shoot a smaller deer this year, just because if, if a big wasn't there, luckily I had a big one and I had a weird one that wasn't as big that came and took its place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's, uh, you know, that that's, but that's my personal goal. Just like <laughs> when I first picked up a longbow, you know, my personal goal was to shoot a deer inside of 15 yards with traditional equipment. I didn't give a shit what it was. Mm -hmm. And it, my first one was a button buck and it's shoulder mounted on my wall. And I'm unapologetic it. about it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know, it's like, awesome, it's, dude. yeah, that was my first deer with a longbow. And is it, you know, my wife used to flip me shit about it. She, <laughs> she called it baby bottle and all kinds of stuff. And, but I don't care. You know, I just don't, yeah. I don't care. That deer meant a lot to me. I've got a life-size mount of a Jake turkey. See, not, because, not because like I want it, but that, you know, that Jake was special. I, I killed that deer a few, or that deer, that turkey a few months after my grandfather passed away with his old 870 wearing his old camouflage. Yeah, so that's I, cool. I didn't care if it was a Jake. I was yeah. getting a life-size mounted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I it, love it. Dude. Yeah, that's, that's just how. That's just how I am. I don't mount very many. I show I I European mount a lot of stuff. Yeah. But if I if I do a shoulder mount, it's or if I do like that turkey, like it's there's a special connection, a very special story. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess this will transition into another thing. Like, so the the deer that I killed in Georgia, like I'm getting a shoulder mount done of that. Is that my biggest deer with a bow? No. Mm -hmm. But is it was it cool? Like to shoot a deer barefoot. Oh yeah. yeah like, right. you know, Break that. How did that happen? Why were you barefoot? Uh, so, so I went, I'm, so how this story goes is, is my cousin. Well, first of all, let me go by saying, I'm not really surprised that you're a barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. You're like a barefoot dude. So, well, it's, it's not like it was warm though. It was 27 degrees. <laughs> Listen, not surprised you were barefoot. Just saying no offense. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a weird guy um you're quirky man you got some quirks <laughs> i love you for it i think it's great don't change Never I, change. I, I embrace them i embrace <laughs> them so my my cousin who lives in georgia races professional motocross and um so how this story goes is after the after the last race of the season which is happens to be not too far from my house in crawfordsville indiana at iron man um a lot of the pros since it's the last race of the season a lot of them will go up to michigan there's a race the following weekend every year. It's pro-am and they go up there and it's a big party and they have fun. They race and, you know, someone wins some extra money and or whatever. Well, his Sprinter van, the Mercedes Sprinter van they have, um, broke down. And it was stuck at the Mercedes dealership in Fort Wayne until recently. They had to have a whole new rear end put in it. Mm -hmm. um, so my cousin, you know, knows that I'm on first retirement. He's like, hey, would you want to go up and grab that and drive it down to us if you're not? doing anything i was like yeah absolutely i was like hey you guys live in an urban zone right for jordan he, he doesn't hunt he doesn't know anything yeah so like i'm doing the research on it and come to find out that he does and all this stuff and i was like what would be the chances of if i can get a rental car to come back instead of flying back if i bring my gear and and, and go hunting while i'm down there he's like i don't care 
Um, he's like, I'll talk to some of my friends too. Cause you know, they got some little bit of land and stuff. I was like, Shh. awesome. Yeah. Never hunted deer in Georgia. Like I'm driving down there anyways. So I get down there and, um, it was a culture shock on how urban deer hunting goes for me. It was very, or, you know, a culture shock to me. Yeah. I've never done this. It was really weird. I mean, I've seen the seek one stuff. Like, you know, you see him like going in behind dentist office and see this stuff. And like, I mean, it's somewhat urban where, where some of my private property is. Cause it's like, it's under 40 acres. There's houses around, like you yeah. hear the neighbors, yeah, you know, things like that. Just like people live around. Yeah. 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 But this is like subdivisions and it was weird. So the first night I get there, um, I mean, there's just deer everywhere. Like they're, they're like raccoons in Indiana. I mean, this area that we're at, just North of Georgia, North of Atlanta, there's just deer everywhere. And I'm freaking out, right? I'm like, dude, they're just like this, this is insane. Yeah. Right. So we, I go get my, go to Cabela's, get my licenses, my licensing all taken care of. And I can kill two bucks. My, my out-of-state tag was insane because for $160 for a two-day license, I got two buck tags, 10, okay. 10, 10 doe tags, two bear tags, and two turkey tags. It's like all included? All included for $160. I'm like, it's $90 for an Indiana resident to shoot two does and a buck, right? Oh, I'm dude, like, as a non-resident to come to Illinois, you're 500 and some change? Yeah, for a buck. Yeah. And a dog. Yes. You, know, you get a combo. Okay. So like now that there's antler restrictions on your first buck, it was four points on one side or a 15 inch spread. So I was like, you know, damn, no spikes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'll kill a spike in Georgia. I'll do the spike, the spike tour. Spikes. Uh, on, yeah, that's right. Uh, so we, we go to his friend's house because he had some property. He's was showing me and as we're driving over there, man, like there's box blinds next to swing sets. Like weird. It was a oh, really, cool. really weird thing. And I was having a hard time wrapping my head around this. And so we go check out this other property and I'm still trying to like wrap my head around like, cause you know, his, his buddy has a, has a really nice box blind. It's literally sandwiched between two houses Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah. a small strip of trees. And, but there's just, like I said, there's just deer everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was kind of tripping me out on the whole camouflage factor and, and, and the scent free. And I'm like, man, you should smell like, like lighter fluid and crack up a weed eater every now and then just to like yeah. act like a person, right? Put a charcoal grill underneath your box blind. Yeah. Cause it's like, I, what I was noticing as I was walking, like what, what I was going through and checking this stuff out, is like the deer were fine as long as you didn't pay attention to them. But as soon as you tried to sneak, they, they turned real again. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, and, it makes sense to a point. A little surprising, yeah. but it makes sense. Yeah. So, so anyways, like I'm having some like dilemma about how how this is going to happen because I'm like, okay, if I shoot a deer, the chances of it dying here, you know how it is with a bow, are slim. Like, yeah. what if it dies next to this kid's sandbox three houses over? Like, yeah. I'm asking my cousin, like, how do you guys deal with that? He's like, oh, we just go knock on their door and they just tell you to come get it. It's, yeah, it's just, just common there, right? Just normal, right? right, right. Yeah, and. Georgia, you can hunt over feed. Mm. So I was like, I've never been able to kill a deer over big time before, right? Like you can't mm. do that in Indiana. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, I finally came to turn. I, I like, I'm calling the CEO. I'm like, okay, this is where I'm at. Am I, am, am I completely legal to do all this stuff? And he's like, yeah, you're fine. So my cousin's property 
butts up next to it's a natural pinch point which is insane because if i was hunting big woods and i found this like this is where i'd hunt anyways yeah right so this pinch point it funnels down into three thousand acres of army corps of engineer property that only like i think 500 permits a year are able to hunt this property yeah and so i got a hold of them because i found out that you know it's it, on onyx it showed that it was a, a zone that was able to but to hunt and they're like oh no there's the pit and i was like okay so if i shoot a deer here and it runs on here am i able to pursue it and they're like as long as there's a visible blood trail from the private property to here you can pursue it. you just exactly. gotta you know gave me the people who i had to call like i'm covering all the bases because I'm freaked out about this a little bit. Like, you know, yeah. it's no, you're doing it right. Cause I would be the same way. Cause it's like, guys, this is legal. Like it seems, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like there's gray area to get caught on something you didn't know you were doing almost. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not trying to like come down to Georgia and catch a fine over ignorance. Right. Like, yeah, just, you just want to kill fine. a deer and do it right and go home. Yeah. So, so like I call my wife, I'm, I'm texting the WCB crew. I'm like, you know, I don't, I'm having some dilemmas on this. Like, and I can't remember if it, I think it was Judd or, or Jacob. One of the two was like, dude, when in Rome, you know, I'm not doing anything legal. I'm covering my bases. I'm like, all right, finally took a deep breath about it. So, and I'm sending the guys videos and stuff like this. And, and there's some really big bucks that are just like coming through his backyard. Cause like I said, how that funnels down. So it pinches through his yard and literally goes through like a 10 foot strip of pine trees to cross the road into another big area. So they're literally using his yard as a pinch point. As a highway, yeah. It's so weird, right? And there's rubs, like the, his 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 stepdaughter's swing sets out there, and there's like broken pine trees from rubs and scrapes and all this other stuff. And this that you know, sounds three, awesome. Three quarters of an acre yard. And I wanted to try to shoot one from the swing set, but I couldn't get my bow, I couldn't drop my bow up there. Oh, I already tried that. Um so <laughs> The next morning comes around, it's daybreak, and I'm not sure if I'm going to go hunt yet. And, but I was like, all right, well, I, I asked about, because it's their firearm season. I was like, this is a, an urban zone. You can't hunt with a gun. Do I still have to wear orange? And they're like, yeah, you have to wear two articles of orange. All right, cool. So I'm sitting there in sweatpants at the kitchen table. We're having coffee. Sweatpants, hoodie, orange hat, orange vest. My bow's just sitting here, right? Because I'm like, I'm not sure whether I want to go back there to the back part of the three quarters of an acre and sit or if i want yeah. to go to this friend's property or what i'm not sure what i want to do and there's some does that came through and we're sitting there and he goes dude there's a big buck in the yard and i went what and i looked out the window and i'm like it was you know decent eight pointer yeah I'm like well he's legal so i grab my bow i knock an arrow i put my release on i go to the sliding door and he's watching me he goes wait do i go i'm gonna open this door he goes the deer's going to run. I go, I have nothing to lose. Right. Like, yeah, I was just yeah. like seeing what would happen. So I slide the door open and the deer just kind of, he's like 10 feet from the house. Right. He looks <laughs> at me and just starts walking away. So he walks away. I sneak out the door and go over to the side of like the landscaping and all this other stuff. Once again, <laughs> barefoot, it's 27 degrees. And I sneak, he has no idea that I even came out. So he's walking away. I sneak over this way and he's still kind of walking and I'm trying to like whistle and do, just see if he would stop or whatever. And he wouldn't do anything. I just went, Hey, like that. So I said, Hey to him, he picks his head up and looks over and then goes back down and starts to walk away. 
and I had put some big time up on top of the hill. So I'm shooting up, like I'm uphill, like the deer's uphill from where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. Because that's how the landscaping went. So he starts eating some big time. He walked around the retaining wall and walked up the hill. Yeah. And so he's like up there eating the big time. And so I drew back. I'm just like, he's going to run. I drew back. I drew back. I'm just sitting there holding on his heart, holding on. Because I'm expecting this to go. How far uh, is it? 16, 15, 16 yards. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, and I'm just standing, right? And so, like, I'm on him. I'm holding on his heart. And my cousin, I hear him through the door. He goes, oh, my God. Like, I can hear him say that. And I'm just holding I'm holding. He's not moving. Like, boom, a shot breaks. Right when the shot breaks, he drops. And the arrow, I'm holding on his heart. The arrow hits him halfway up his chest, but I'm shooting up and clips the bottom of his spine and it just dumps him right i mean double long but like yeah i know exactly what you're saying it's yeah the, so the tree stand you know you just yeah yeah and so i'm shooting uphill and the it was the absolute perfect scenario of what could have happened there yeah right? especially for like the small space he like you didn't want him to run out of no it just dumped him right there and i was just like that just happened like this is 20 minutes after daylight, right? After legal shooting. So, so I, <laughs> I walk back in the house. I instantly get on my laptop and I'm going to the Georgia DNR thing and I'm filling out the stuff. And I, you can message, like you can mess, you know, like most of you, you can like message, you know, whatever. And I'm messaging. I'm, I'm assuming it was a C. I don't know who it was. Somebody from the DNR app. And I'm like, this is where I'm at. This is what I did. Is everything completely. Li I wanted to make sure everything was done right. Like, yeah, you're fine. So I was like, but then here's what's crazy. So like we walk out, grab the deer and drag him back down to his house because the school bus is literally going by with kids <laughs> and stuff. Like I didn't want anybody to see this thing yeah. up there. Yeah. And so we drag him down to his house and I, and I sit back down and then I start just shaking violently. And he's like, dude, what's wrong? And it wasn't an adrenaline dump. Like. So you you guys all know about my sobriety and everything. And like, I've it's been so long since I've done anything like even moderately wrong, right? Like I'm trying to live this straight and narrow path. I felt like I just broke the law. I felt like I was going to jail and I just got like, I'm shaking and I'm like, I'm still covering bases to make sure like everything is perfectly I, legal. I know what you're saying. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. It was so weird. Cause like, even though I followed the parameters of the law, like I didn't do anything wrong. Like everything is legal. It was just so weird to be able to do that outside of your house. And that's just how they hunt in that area. Yeah, like yeah. It's it just, just was so outside the norm for how you normally do it. I know exactly what you mean. 100%. But, You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so what's funny is like I, I when we drug the deer around or to his house, I turn around. There's four does literally standing right where I just drug this deer from. Like I turn around. There's That's how many deer are there. Yeah. Well, I set my bow by him. We go back out. I set my bow on. I take a picture and of his head in the bow, and I send it to Joe, to Joe Humphreys. Yeah. And he texts me. He goes, whose deer is that? It's got too many spikes. I know it's not yours. Too many spikes. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we had this phone call. I was like, dude, I literally just killed a deer over big time in Georgia. He's like, are you kidding me? You know, kind of thing. So it, it was it was a weird thing. and And so we get the deer dressed which was also weird of dressing a deer in the backyard of a, yeah. but you know, it's, they do everything with buckets and then take it to the woods. And so like we dress this deer and I'm putting in a five gallon bucket. I've never done that before. Like I'm yeah, doing yeah. I was out in the woods or whatever. <laughs> um, 
And we get the deer loaded up in the truck to take to the processor for my cousin. And the deer, like they're big racks, but they're small bodies. I yeah. mean, I bet, I bet that deer didn't dress at 115, 120 pounds. Like the, yeah. the doe I shot in Indiana, my first night was bigger than this buck body. I was wise. just going to say like Midwest does are probably bigger. Body oh, dude, wise. The, it was hard to tell the fawns from the mature does except for their heads because they're yeah. the same size. That is um, weird. But I look at, there's a bigger buck than the one I killed right there an hour later. And, and I, I tell Mike, I was like, Mike, there's a bigger buck out here. And he goes, you got another tag you're going to kill? I go, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and then the chances of me being that fortunate, I felt like I was handed a gift right there. I hear, like, I hear. Everything yeah. just happened. I didn't go hunt the next day. Like I still had a tag to hunt the next day. And I didn't go to the other property. I mean, I had some big land to hunt, which was seven acres down, right yeah, down yeah, the road, yeah. which is yeah. crazy to think that's seven acres. And that, but that was a large tract of land for that. So for you that could area. have shot the other buck. You oh, yeah. Could, yeah. You could have killed two bucks. No kidding. Yeah. Dude, that sounds like a neat experience. You know, a little like I know you did a good job like covering all your bases, but which I don't know how I would feel. It would feel weird to me as well. I'd be like, eh, but like when in Rome, let's yeah, try it. It was, I mean, I'm not saying that I won't go do it again. Well, dude, if it but, works out like it did this season, why not? Yeah, I mean, I can, I've, I've still got another buck tag. I can go back down there. It's until like January 31st. I can go back down there again if I want. It's a seven-hour yeah. drive. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's um, not bad at all either. It's like... No, but it's, you know, it's it's a very, it's very different than what I'm used to. And my I just don't like, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to. I kind of don't want to. I'd rather just go down there and try to, which I haven't looked to see when their bear season goes out. But, like, there's an archery-only zone probably 30, 45 miles away from him that has bears in hmm. it. And I was like, I'd almost rather go down there and see if I could find a bear versus – Try it, yeah. Yeah, you know, because I've got two bear tags according to my yeah. my Georgia license. So, Dude, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, that's, you gotta, like I said, when it happens, you got to take it. Yeah, it was, it was a strange thing, man. But, yeah, you know, shot at bear – because I had told my cousin, he's like – you know, cause I'm just sitting there barefoot and sweat. And he's like, what are you going to do if a deer comes? Like, I'm going to shoot it barefoot. I was just joking. I didn't yeah. think that it would happen. And it was me, cold, dude. dude. It was like, like I said, it was like 27 degrees. Yeah. Too I cold to be out there barefoot for that long. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's cold. So you just went in, finished your coffee and handled it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, had some violent shakes cause I thought I broke the law and I was going to jail and that's hilarious. Everything else. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I wanted to make sure the bases were covered. I, you know, I don't, as, as I was taught, ignorance is no excuse to break the law, you know, when it comes to anything, even though I didn't always follow that yeah. train of thought with some of my other actions in life. Uh, but I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm like, everybody knows what you mean by that. Yeah. I, I'm not, there's, there's no animal that's worth me catching a fine or a ticket or whatever. Right. Over something that I can just cover, take, take a half hour or whatever to cover. Well, the if you can help it for sure. Well, you know, too, it's like the, the urban thing is so interesting. You know, like I watched my first full episode of seek one the other day when he killed that giant Columbus, like city limits, mm -hmm. Columbus, Ohio. And it's cool, man. It's, um, I feel like more of the strategy in some of them places. It's like, yeah, if you know, the deer lives there, it's really just getting the, it's the strategy and getting access. Yeah. The strategy, but it's neat. You know, it's a different way to do things. I, you know, I'm not against it by any means. I think it's cool. Like, you know, like what bone collectors used to do those videos of them in like 
oh, I don't remember what state they were in, Connecticut or something, doing the urban hunts, and they're like sitting over swing sets and stuff and just yeah. eating a bunch of does and good bucks. Like that, it's pretty neat. It's pretty cool. Well, I, I did, I did mention to him. I was like, if I, if I come back down here, I'm thinking about bringing my pop-up blind, not for camouflage, but because the animals don't give us, they just don't care what's out in the yard. I would like to try to shoot one with like a longbow from like two feet. <laughs> like just like yeah. see how close, like just put it right in that pinch yeah. and just like where they funnel through that and just see if I can shoot a bucket like, you know, just outside the window of that thing. Oh, you know what you need to do instead of that? Get one of them like plastic playhouses. <laughs> the little tykes playhouse. Yeah. And just I sit mean, in it. I don't think your longbow would fit in that, but or your reaper, no. but uh something like that yeah. would be kind of funny, you know. Yeah. Or make yeah. a trampoline ground blind. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was a very interesting uh it was a very interesting thing. It's like was it hunting? Not really, but you it's know, a, it's it's hunting for there. Different way and to do it. Dude, it, this is how common it is. So like when we took the deer to the processor, um cuz I'd call him to make sure he was accepting deer and everything cuz I know it's their firearm season and stuff and Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, bring it on down." So we took it down there and he goes, so you're from Indiana? I was like, yeah. And he goes, were you hunting on the public out here? I was like, no, I'm hunting on my cousin's property. He goes, oh, so you got you one of them porch deer? <laughs> like, that's, oh, exactly what he's, that's exactly what he said. He just called it a porch deer. That's like, hilarious. That's just, yeah, it's so it's I find strange. that strange. I want one porch deer in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know a place. <laughs> I do it. I do that, you know, just to say you had that like experience. It's like something to check off the, you know, the list there. Yeah. Yeah, that's but that's why that's, story. that's the whole reason I'm getting it mounted, man. Like I literally shot a, a buck barefoot with my cousin sitting right there. We'll so. we'll call this episode the barefoot porch deer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. No, I, I I've been like in and out of the group chat so much that like I missed chunks of like this. I missed the details of all this. Yeah. Which works great because I'd rather find it out on a podcast. But yeah, and I, I don't know if I ever went into like the story of it whenever I sent the guys the picture, you know, sent the team the pictures and stuff. It was just like yeah, hard you know, to kind of just like an oh shit moment with my bare feet sticking out in sweatpants and I love my it, dude. ridiculous grin, you know. You know, that's gotta be the cover art to this episode. I'm it's I'm good with it. <laughs> dude, all right. Well, dude, I love the stories. I appreciate you chatting with me, yeah, uh, dude. bringing in the working class. You, you've done, didn't you do in the whole series of working class on DeerCast? Three, you did three or four of them, I think, didn't you? Yeah, this is my, I did three with me and I set in with Casey once, I believe. Oh, yeah. So, cool. yeah, this is probably four. But, awesome. yeah. Well, I appreciate yeah, everything. Appreciate your friendship. We miss you. Got to get you out here. Yeah, I need I need to come out soon, man. Like, hopefully, we can maybe find some windows in time between the uh, show season and me having. I've got a couple grandsons being born at the beginning of the year, so. Well, um, February, you just got to get up and guest host. For sure. Hang for out. Sure. Yeah, we'll just hang out. I'll bring some NA beers and and. I'll, uh, I'll drink an NA beer. I bring some longbows. We'll fart around. Talk about whatever. Dude, <laughs> dude I'll, I'll end up leaving one there, and you'll you're gonna. Like I said, I'll sell. I I can sell. I sell hundred mile runs to people and make them sound fun. I can definitely get you oh, shooting a ding longbow. I, I don't doubt that. I need to get up to one of them shoots and just like you said, test drive a bunch. It's just I don't. Joe already talked me into going to te well. He didn't really have to do much talking. I'm going <laughs> to Texas with Joe um, late January, mid January. Yeah, and that yeah. just like popped up randomly. So Dude, more that like, place is insane down there. Well, I was like, hey, you know, I just want to go shoot some hogs and some javelina, you know, and he's like. Oh, you want to go to Texas that bad? I'm like, yeah, we've always kind of talked about it. Just haven't really like locked anything in. And then he calls me 
oh, like a day later. And he goes, Hey, you're going to Texas. Uh, I'd move some stuff around your schedule this date to this date in January after ATA show. And I'm like, and I have like recordings and stuff scheduled already. And I'm like, uh, give me like an hour and I have to hundred percent confirm with you if I can do this. So I call my wife and I'm like, Hey, Joe wants me to go to Texas with them. It's, you know, it's like a Thursday through Sunday trip and to shoot hogs and javelina. And she's like, yeah, you got to go to that. You've been wanting to do that forever. I'm like, all right, I'll let Joe know that I'm going. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm not really sure, but I think that license comes with an opcat as well. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. He said it's a whole like folder yeah. when you buy yeah, it. There's small game license like that comes. It's It's got all kinds of stuff. I think a Bobcat comes on that license. If I remember correctly. Awesome. That's a bucket list. I told Joe, I'm like, dude, they have like some just like shitty eight pointer, like coal buck, like a buck that just screams coal me. Mm -hmm. I'll shoot that deer. Well, that's what he goes down there and hunts. And those are their, their management deer, like their call deer. They're, they're damn nice deer. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I don't care if I shoot a deer. If I can be with Joe while he shoots a deer, that's like me shooting one. It's cool. Yeah, you know? yeah but uh, it's a good time. Yeah, I want to shoot some hogs and javelina and just clean up some stuff for him. Yeah, yeah. I need to chorizo, baby. I need to get over there and uh and put his son in a headlock and and punch him a couple times yeah. for a little bit. Just a little, <laughs> little love. Little yeah, love. I mean, you know, we live like 15 miles apart from each other, and like during this time of year, we never see like in blood trails or like you know, like he'll call me up and like yeah. need help with a blood trail or whatever. Which I don't know why he calls me. I'm colorblind, but I'm I'm good moral support. Fellowship, fellowship. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, you know, I so I'm gonna be there. I'm driving to his house before we fly out. And then, uh, but I also got to get my bow to the McDaniels. I'm, I'm waiting yeah. on a couple parts, parts, accessories to come in the mail. And uh, I thought about making a run to the McDaniels shop or, or what I'm thinking about doing is mailing it to him and uh, picking it up after Texas. Yeah. Well, when you get in, man, like make sure you guys let me know. Cause like I said, we'll, yep. we'll have a big dinner or something. I'll go down to the, you know, I'll go down to Josh's with you. It's 25 minutes from my house. So yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. If it all works out, we'll do it for sure yeah yeah cool. man well congrats on the season dude i appreciate you taking time to, to bs with me i know you're busy all, yeah. retired, all retired and stuff yeah, man i don't know how i ever had time to work like I'm just... <laughs> right no kidding it's, you get really busy riding motorcycles and running trails and petting dogs and playing grandbabies petting you know? dogs yeah yeah i hear you <laughs> well cool dude well i'll i'll see you here in the next couple weeks i bet for sure for sure i bet that's what it seems like all right all right, everybody. Thanks for watching, listening. Uh, Shad, what you want anyone to follow you on Instagram? Do you care? <laughs> they can if they want. It's at enjoy underscore your, yourself. Like if you want to find me on there or just search my name, like I'm easy to find. The government knows where I'm at. Yeah, they know where we all are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. You know what to do. If you still have an open tag, stick with it. Like I've been saying, one sit can change your entire season. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. We'll catch you next week on the last edition of Working Class on DeerCast. Later. <laughs> <laughs>